The sixth mentions by St. Teresa of Avila, the interior castle. This is the most complex, longest and dense of the seven mentioned. It occupies 11 chapters compared to, say, three chapters for the fourth mentions. A single reading of the text will not suffice, a lifetime required. Never is humility needed more. This is a work of spiritual genius. The soul is on fire with love for Christ. The soul is wounded with love for its spouse. However, our sensible writer, St. Teresa, warns us from the beginning. What interior and exterior trials the soul suffers before entering the seventh dwelling place. That is Christ-like holiness. The great trials, a dark night on this road, may be the worst we ever experience. In her own life, St. Teresa experienced many trials, especially from those close to her within the Carmelite order. Be warned, the servant is not greater than the master. Of course, St. Teresa is primarily concerned about God's deepening relationship with us and its fullness in the seventh mansion. The sixth mansion has been called the mansion of the surrendered heart or mystical betrothal engagement before the spiritual marriage of the seventh mansions. It is also the part where St. Teresa explains with great skill as a doctor of the prayer. She explains the truly extraordinary mystical experiences, locutions, divine touch, wounds of love, flights of the spirit, rapture, visions, insights into God, all from the unfathomable, generous mystery of God. These extraordinary actions of God are not holiness. It may even be a distraction if given too much attention. Holiness is love, and the secret of love is to humbly do the will of the Father, like Jesus on the cross. She also points out with common sense how to detect false mystical experiences, and also what should be for our, what should be a humble response to these true gifts from God. It is painful to be so loved by such a God. It is never making us think we are better than others. It bears repeating that St. Teresa is writing as one who has been through the sixth mansion herself. She is telling us what can happen if it is God's will, what God may do and give us. It is his choice. We cannot earn or deserve these gifts. So it is never an occasion for our own self-glorification. She wrote this book, The Interior Castle, under obedience to records God's activities, God's activity in his friends during this time of transition. We are being broken and dispossessed to possess God. We continue to keep our eyes on him, not on ourselves. God is taking over more and more. We have no time to think about ourselves. The old self is dissolving and healed. We're also becoming more free of ourselves. Someone new is being born or reborn. This is the heart of the sixth mansion. But it is a very painful death, a real dying to self. We are being crucified, the only path to union with Christ. We will become less and God will become greater. We become more poor in spirit, childlike, to whom only the mysteries of the kingdom are revealed. The study of the life of St. Teresa, the child Jesus, 
will show us what these trials are like. The sixth mansion is not for spiritual babies. Also, it's very important to say today that there are many false mystics or people claiming spiritual special visions from God, which they immediately publish. I suspect they have not read St. Teresa. Hence, her teaching acquires a special relevance today. The beautiful fragrance of humility pervades all she writes. She is teaching us what to do if these favours happen and how to discern if they are from God. St. Teresa treats of locutions which are divine words addressed to the soul. How can we tell if they are from God, not from the devil or our imagination, basically by the effects in our lives? If we experience more peace and comfort, then they may be from God. When God speaks, we will know, she writes, inevitably, when they are divine, the greater the favours, the less the soul esteems itself and the more keenly it remembers its sins. We have a great calm. If we are left with discomfort, confusion or conflict within, beware and ask advice of a wise person. St. Teresa also discusses ecstasy and rapture. She writes, The soul being purified, God unites it to himself in a way known only to him and to the spirit. It is divine knowledge being shared with his friends. The soul is aware of the burning of his light and glory in their heart. The most mystifying experience is that of flight of the spirit. She writes, The soul suddenly feels so rapid a sense of motion that the soul appears to hurry away with a speed which is very alarming, especially at first. As is said, the waters of love are let loose. So close is God. The longer are we carrying the water as we did in the early mansions. Now the soul is riding the very waves of God's love. The soul needs courage, faith and confidence in God's love to let God have his way. God is weaning us from worldly attachments by giving us a true sense of his love. This direct experience of God's greatness is unforgettable. Again and again, St. Teresa reminds us that what matters is the effects of these gifts from God. Are we more peaceful, more humble, open to God's will, or able to be used by God for his kingdom? At this stage of the Christ life, the person can be aware that Christ is close at hand, vision of God and knows him truly. St. Teresa warns us not to desire such visions. It will be a greater responsibility for us to serve his majesty. Also, must leave it to God to give it to us if he wishes. His will is our concern, not self-indulgence. Our desires can deceive us. St. Teresa writes, humility is the truth. For it is most true that we have nothing good of ourselves but only misery and nothingness. Whoever ignores this lives a life of falsehood. St. Teresa is aware of how close the soul is to the seventh mansion and how tortured they are the distance from God. We cannot be filled unless we are empty. All their good deeds are as nothing, she writes. Our nature is very timid and lowly when it comes to something so great. Some truths about the grandeur of God remain so fixed in the soul. It is a desert where God will speak to his or her heart. It is a place of waiting. We are not in control. She calls these experiences and others like them as extreme spiritual torments. The desires of love are intense and grow more intense. 
Let us be grateful to God moving in us and drawing us to himself. To him be the glory.